0: don't at me I am your fearless leader of don't at me other than that I don't lead anything even around my house the great Dan Docket yeah that's right I just called myself great you know why because I have doordashed and I am going to tell you what was going on with a doordasher who lost his mind but first ladies and gentlemen I gotta tell you We all know that sports and sex have intertwined. Children and sex have intertwined. Yes, they have. Gilbert Arenas is not having it. He is upset. The former wizard, money-making, gun-toting, crazy podcasting, Gilbert Arenas is not having it, ladies and gentlemen. He's not. He's had enough. He's tired of listening to the differences between how we are able to talk about certain groups and how we must talk about the LGBTQABCD community. Let's hear from the former wizard
1: guard. And it's like, like I'm having, like even with um, the LGBT, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's the most unfair group walking the planet right now. How so? They have a playbook that only they are playing by that they can only see, no one else gets to see this playbook, but we're being judged by everything that's in this playbook, but we don't know it. So it's like, there's no open dialogue, right? There's no open dialogue about what is appropriate, what's not. We only find out after we <laughs> up. That's unfair, <laughs> right? That's unfair. You can't do that. You can't. You can't. I. How do I know something's wrong and until you g- give me? A, give me an example of what you're talking about. Um, just words, phrases like he, she, it, they. Wait, we, we don't. Okay. How do we know you're you're making it up as you go? And we don't. It's not like that's what I said. It's not like there's this dictionary of updates, and we can sit there and click it and say, all right, oh, I can't say, oh, I can't, they, they took this out, right? They, they added this in, we, we're just learning. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's un—that's really unfair that you can cancel somebody on a playbook that only you have. Yeah. Right? Like, like having an argument with someone from the LGB. Su- suicide. Right? Here's why. They have the whole dictionary to use against you. Right? They can say whatever they want. They can, they can technically make a straight man gay by saying, "Hey, yo, you look like you look like a gay guy. You look like this and call you all kind of gay words, which is technically inf- offensive, right? Mm-hmm. To a straight man. As soon as I say something back that's gay, I'm canceled now.
0: Like, how does that work? He ain't wrong, ladies and gentlemen, he ain't wrong. Hey, I said I wouldn't go in a pool. With a woman that wasn't my wife and they tried like crazy to cancel me. Are you insane? Are you nuts? What's wrong with you? i got to move over here just a little bit. Anyway, he's right. You can change the words however you want. You didn't say they, them, these, she, he, keep. How the hell do I know what your pronouns are? You look like a dude. I see a panky. You know what? You're a dude. Leave me alone. But he's right. They use the whole alphabet against you. Well, you didn't say this. Well, you didn't say that? Man, I don't care. You know what? I'm so tired of all groups. You know, we're all people. We're all in this together, so let's all be together. Today on CBS News, some little nice girl, some little nice young Asian girl was on with Gail King, and she couldn't say that women menstruate. She had to say menstruators, and she was oh so happy. Menstruators. No, they're women. Women can't even get her name. Women? You can't even say women? See, that's the weirdness of language that Gilbert Arenas is pointing out here. You know, language is for all, but language can be changed or put into different areas of our existence whereby it makes you look awful. Language should be simple it really should be. Language, particularly when identifying a man or a woman, should be simple. It becomes difficult when you don't want to say the word woman, and you want to adhere to a group that thinks that men can menstruate. So you are standing there sitting, well, excuse me, you're sitting on a set. Instead of calling a woman a woman, you are saying she is, he, whatever, isn't a woman. They're a menstruator. No, no. That's where language of the LGTQBED gets interesting because this woman on Gail King didn't want to be canceled by saying a woman menstruates. She didn't want to read social media. So language becomes difficult. If I say a woman menstruates, well, then I'm going to have the LGTQABCDEF bullshit uh, people coming at me. So I better call them menstruators. Language gets difficult, man. It just gets difficult, and it shouldn't be. A, women menstruate, men don't. Women give birth, men don't. Put it however you want. Change it however you want. I'm standing by that. Cancel me however you want. I don't care. And not one single man alive could handle every month menstruating. And it's okay to say that women menstruate. The world is completely out of its ever-loving mind. And you would agree with me. I think you would agree with me. The world is insane. All right, let's go through this. So now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jen Psaki is in the news. Jen Psaki is in the news and, well, Jen Psaki, the, the fireball, she's a real fireball. Let's hear from Jen Psaki.
2: Uh, well, there are also proposed changes that we have made to social media platforms, including Facebook, and those specifically are four key steps. One, uh, that they measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform. Facebook should provide publicly and transparently.
0: Yeah, they, they didn't do that. They, so let's go to the tweet. Let's see the tweet. So Jen Psaki. Of course she tried to silence conservatives and we know what happened. We know what happened. Right? We we know. The court said you can't do it. The court said that Saki began pushing social media platforms to censor COVID-19 misinformation in May 2 years ago. How about that? Well, well, well. We knew that. We all knew. it's still going on. Look, ever since Elon Musk took over, our company numbers have gone down in terms of Twitter to the point where we don't even pay attention to Twitter. We know this is happening. Yes, we know. And nobody's fooling us. You can't fool us. And good for the state of Missouri. Good for our friend Eric Schmidt, the senator from Missouri, for having a hand in getting this in front of the Missouri Supreme Court, who ruled that it is unconstitutional. For government to try to censor social media. It's not that hard. And of course, Jen Saki started pushing this. You just heard her. Now, my question is always this. Let me ask you guys this question because we got a lively group here on the YouTube chat, but why are we so beholden to these people? Like where, how did this all happen? How did we get beholden to a crime family and little kids on platforms? Like Jen Saki looks like a little kid trying so hard to be an adult. Where did we go wrong in this country that we are beholden to these folks? I don't get it. You don't get it. We all don't get it. But I'll tell you what I get. I get David Ross. David Ross is the manager for the Cubs, and look, I never thought David Ross was a great player, but he was on the Cubs and a leader of the Cubs when 2016, they won themselves a World Series, which is the only time in my lifetime. Uh, My father wasn't around to see it, and I was very sad for that, but anyway, I digress. So David Ross becomes a media darling, blah, 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 blah. Rossi. Grandpa Rossi, right side of the media, he becomes a Cubs manager. And you know what? Maybe it's not his fault, but the Cubs have been a disaster, and they're a disaster this year under David Ross. Okay, but I'll give David Ross this. David Ross ain't afraid. He ain't afraid at all. It was a cluster in Milwaukee the other night, and Ross had this to say after the game.
3: I, think, I know it's not an easy job, but there's there's just there's some of the, the pitches that got called today just... Weren't even close, and so um, it's got to be better. You know, they're closing the roof to get rid of the shadows. Late, there's a lot of bullshit that went on today that just was really frustrating.
0: Are they allowed to do that? I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah, they're closing the roof in the middle of the game. We don't have shadows. The umpiring was horrible. See, here's what I love. I love every time a manager goes on a good rant. It's legendary in Cubs world. Uh, Lee Ely, uh, 85% of the world's waking. And the other 15, come out here. He's yelling at the fans because the fans of Wrigley were booing. It's legendary in baseball. Go back if you want. I don't know if it's raining outside and you want to amuse yourself. Do two things. One, go to Instagram. And find Family Guy videos. And two, look at videos of Earl Weaver. Seriously, Earl Weaver is the man. Earl Weaver going after umpires. Uh, Managers and umpires in-game, post-game, and good for Grandpa Rossi. Now, do your job. Win some games. And you know what? It'll all take care of itself. Seriously, it'll all take care of itself. But Grandpa Rossi, I like it. Milwaukee's cheating us. But if you are Chicago and you let your little sister or little brother Milwaukee cheat you, then that's on you. You should be good enough to beat little brother. It's like Indiana should be good enough to beat Purdue every time. Little brother should be, always be striving. They shouldn't be a threat. Well, Grandpa Rossi, not only are they a threat, they made you crabby. They did. They made you crabby. And I can't help you, but they made you crabby. Uh, Ron DeSantis... Uh, we talked to Art Tommy Lauren yesterday, and Tommy and Ron DeSantis is an explosive pair. It's a great pair. It's a wonderful pair. Nobody's better than Tommy. Tommy gets it done. So does DeSantis. Now, depending on what you read, DeSantis may be the favorite. DeSantis may not be. I don't know. But the dude has done a great job in Florida because every single crazy ass far left maniac says don't go to Florida. Good. All you crazy ass far left maniacs, don't go to Florida. Yay. That means DeSantis is doing a good job. DeSantis chimed in on an issue that has been very, very popular on our show, the transgender dude playing against women. Let's take a look.
3: There has been a little bit of backlash because late last week the DeSantis War Room Twitter account put out a video attacking Donald Trump for I guess his advocacy for the LGBTQ community and some people on the Trump side and then of course the liberals some people in between they were pretty upset at that video it it features Caitlyn Jenner and, and other folks but what do you say what was the intent of that video and it was not put out by you but it was put out by an account linked to you. What's your response? Yeah, well, to all the I mean,
4: I, I think, you know, identifying uh, Donald Trump as really being a pioneer in injecting gender ideology into the mainstream where he was having men compete against women in his beauty pageants. I think that's totally fair game because he's now campaigning, saying the opposite, that he doesn't think that you should have uh, men competing in women's things like athletics. And so we've been very clear on it, that uh, we believe in protecting the rights of our girls and the rights of women athletes to be able to participate with fairness and with integrity and ultimately when you talk about some of the gender ideology that's being unleashed in this country and the state of Florida we are fighting back against that clearly in schools but i think even beyond that it's just a fundamental issue of you know what role i think it's an attack on women's rights more broadly to say that gender is fluid and i also think it's an attack on the truth itself when they take a swimmer who swam on the men's team for three years and then switches to the women's team and they say that's the women's swim national champion we know not only does that violate the opportunities for the other women swimmers but we also know that that's a lie it's not true and i think there's value in making sure our society is rooted in truth and not in social fact
0: yeah there you go yeah yeah uh, tommy Lauren is fearless she's fearless every monday wednesday Thursday, 7 o'clock Eastern on the Outkick Network. Yeah, look, it it is amazing. And I go back to my friend's wife, a very popular woman that uh, many of you know, who said, man, the things you got to talk about on our show. It is really stunning that here's a guy who may or may not be the president of the United States. He's a sitting governor, has to talk about the ridiculousness of a woman transitioning to a man and winning championships as a man in women's sports. Now, I just want you to think about that for a second and go back 20 years. That's not progress in this society. That's the decaying of our society. That's the end of our society coming is the way I look at it. I mean, jeez, just to have to talk, I tell you what, just go get a transgender category. Hey, look, all you dudes trying to be chicks, all you chicks trying to be dudes, here's your category. Fight it out. We'll come see you uh, later on. Well, we just set a record. Good. Set more records. What'd you set a record in? Transgender swimming. Great. There's never been a record in transgender swimming. So the first race, you get to set a world record for transgender swimming. That's what I say. Just go play. Yeah, You're a dude. You're trying to be a chick. Go play. You're a chick trying to be a dude. Hey, go play. It's good. Go play. There, you know, men are here, women are here, and transgender dudes swimming, transgender women swimming. Good. You got your own category. That, to me, is the way the world should work. But what in the Sam hell do I know? I am only the minister of common sense. Speaking of no common sense, we must go to the media, shall we? Victoria Azarenka is, well, she's not from Russia. Victoria Azarenka got a win the other day in Wimbledon. She's a very good tennis player. She's a very smart woman. I'm a big fan of Victoria Azarenka. All right. This is, again, the level of stupid that our media is, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. So she wins her match, and this is the exchange she has with a reporter after. The reporter says, hey, what does Wimbledon mean to Russia? Is it big over there? Victoria Azarenka, you do know I'm not from Russia. She's from Belarus. The level of stupid, I have tried to tell you, and we always use Greg Doyle and the Indy Star, the level of stupid from our media is stunning. The level of dishonesty and just flat stupid. Hey, Dockage, what does it mean over in London to the English people that you have the hottest show on YouTube in the mornings. Uh, I don't know. I'm not from London. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I. I. I don't know. This is bad. All right. This is really bad. Now I want you to see this. So you're running a 10k. You ever ran this before? You ever run these things? I have. You run. Uh, you know. You're running, and you you get to a point. Many times where, like, if you do the turkey thing here, the drumstick dash in Indy, you can do a 5K, a 3K, a 10K, whatever you want. So I'm doing a 5K with my wife, and you turn off at different places. So you run it, and it says, hey, look, 3K this way, whatever it is. You know, 10K goes that way, 5K goes that way. And I'm not going to lie, I just blindly follow, right? I mean, I'm just like, hey, whatever the hell. So a guy lost $7,000 in a race. Well, let me show you what happened here. Here's what happened. You weren't supposed to go right. My shoulder's killing me. I can't even lift it. Surgically repaired, sore today. Uh, you weren't supposed to go right. You're supposed to go straight. Dude went straight. The race was worth seven grand. Uh, he did not win the race. <laughs> uh, I gotta tell you, and those dudes were flying, by the way. Man, oh man, I gotta tell you, if you put a police escort by me, I probably would just go wherever the hell it goes. It's supposed to be the other way, right? The police escort is supposed to be for me, but I don't know. All of a sudden, uh, there's the cop. He turns right. So guess what? The runner turns right. The other runner goes straight. If the cop turns right, I'm turning right. That's just what I'm doing. I don't know. I'm just here running. Man, seven grand. Seven freaking grand they lost. All right. Um I want to talk about Bill de blasio. Bill de Blasio was the mayor of New York. Bill de Blasio married a lesbian. He did nothing wrong with that. nothing wrong with that. You know Bill de Blasio is a politician. He probably figured Bill de blasio did I'm going to marry an african American lesbian because well. Nobody can accuse me of anything. They can't accuse me of being sexist or, or uh, anti-gay. They can't accuse me of racism. They can't accuse me of nothing. <laughs> but this is awesome. So Bill de Blasio, the former mayor, and Shireen McCoy are separating. They're not planning to divorce. They're going to date other people and continue to share their home. Good for Bill de Blasio. I ain't mad at you. Seriously. Hey, it gets a little freaky deaky in the Blasio house, but who am I to judge? I've told you before, one of the most successful coaches in the history of Indiana University athletics had pretty much an open marriage. And I say pretty much because I know one side of it was really open. And the other side of it, I've been told was really open too. Now, I never participated in the openness of it, but I lived there for 17 years. It's a small town and a small community, particularly when you live there. So I never judge when I hear people say, well, he's having affairs. Well, I mean, does his wife allow it? I know this, uh, having affairs, having an open marriage, having your lesbian wife bring in different people to do whatever lesbian wives do would be exhausting to me. As I always told Lee, you never have to worry about me having an affair because I don't have the energy for it. I got energy for a lot of stuff, but stooping around, yeah, I don't know. So good for Bill de Blasio. You know, maybe he can get in there and get a little freaky. Maybe not. But I give him credit. I give him credit because he did what every guy should do when they're getting divorced. Don't leave the house. Like, look, this is going to end up in divorce. This isn't going to be some Hallmark movie. But guys, don't leave the house. Wife says I want a divorce. You go, yay, right. You got to leave the house. The hell I do. I ain't leaving. Not nah, true. That's what my lawyer told me. Uh, I ain't leaving the bedroom. I'm going to sleep right here. It's your choice. You can sleep upstairs, but I ain't leaving. Because once you give in a little bit, then you are screwed. Good for you, Bill de Blasio, I guess. Uh, This is unbelievable. You know, San Francisco is just becoming a hellhole, and I'm not not happy with it. You know, San Francisco is a beautiful city. Lee and I went there a few years ago for a uh, Cubs-San Francisco weekend doubleheader, but now all of a sudden, bat-wielding kids are killing moms. Not killing, but beating up moms and nannies outside of schools. Kids wielding baseball bats are attacking and robbing helpless mothers and nannies in the San Francisco area known for its young families. Now, think about that for a second. Our children, man, I've said this before. You know what's happening at our mall right over here? And it's supposedly the really nice mall. You know what's happening? Kids, idiots, are walking up and clapping in your face, hoping for a reaction. Yeah, that's what they're doing. I mean, it happened to a friend of my my wife's. My wife works at that mall. I don't know what to do. I think somebody should come in from behind and tackle him. Or, scope, you know when you were a little kid, you used to kneel behind somebody and then you'd push the guy over not knowing it? We used to do it. It was really dangerous. That needs to start happening. I got to tell you, man, I've had enough of kids. I love kids, but I've had enough. If you're going to be bat-wielding against women, then somebody needs to take a bat to your head. Well, there are future. Yeah, future this then all right, if kids are our future, how about we teach our kids not to be little criminals, not to be little perverts, not to be little bat-wielding pains in the ass preying on women. We teach our kids to protect women. We teach our kids to help women. We teach our kids to be respectful of women, not to be bat-wielding little batches. I got a headache. Ah, I got a headache. Uh, I don't care even a little bit about the general manager of the Bears, Ryan Polis. That was going to be my next story. I don't care. He's uninteresting. He's done nothing. He should sleep in his office. He's saying, I don't sleep in my office. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about you. I don't care about your team. I grew up a Bears fan until you win something. How many different general managers have we had with the Bears? How many different guys have ran through there as a coach, a general manager, oh, by the way, and as a quarterback? So this is the next guy. He's got his little shades. He's got his little suit. He's got his little importance. Win something or get gone. And if you're not winning, I'm going to blame you for not sleeping in your office, which means you don't care enough. That's right. This is just stupid. Raise your hand if you've swam with the dolphins. I have not. I, I don't like touching things in water. Now, I'm going to say that again. The other day out here on Guy's, it was hot. We took the boat. I jumped in. Yeah, I don't like touching things in water. I don't like touching the ground. I don't like seaweed. I don't like thinking fish are around. Apparently, Patrick Mahomes' wife, Brittany, did what a lot of people do. She went on a vacation play date with a dolphin. It's traditional. It's traditional over in the great city or whatever you call it, country of the Bahamas, you go with the dolphins. I got no interest. I have none, zero, zip, zilch. I don't like touching things in the water. Well, you know our friends at PETA had something to say. Let's hear from PETA. PETA's ripping her. PETA's saying, well, I'm usually anti-PETA, but forcing that dolphin to listen to Brittany Mahomes for extended period is horrifying mammal abuse. That's pretty good. I think we've all had enough, have we not, of the Mahomes family other than, other than, other than Patrick. I'll listen to Patrick, but I ain't listening to the brother. The dad stays out of it. The mom stays out of it, but the wife can't shut her mouth. I don't want to hear from Brittany Mahomes, but I even want to less hear from PETA. PETA's mad. PETA might be the only entity on planet more annoying than Brittany Mahomes. They're saying it's dangerous. They're saying it's not right. They're saying it is not good for either person. Look, I'm a big believer in when you go into the water, you're the visiting team. You go into the ocean, you ain't the home team. And there's a lot of things in there that can eat you. There's a lot of things in there that ain't, don't like you. How do we know that some shark or some animal or some dolphin isn't having a bad day and they turn around and get you. That's how I look at it. That's why I didn't mind swimming in Lake Michigan. There's no sharks. There are steelhead this big. There are catfish big as your head, but there's no whales. There's no sharks. There's no flesh eating things. And this woman gives me gas. She does. I don't get gas normally because I stopped eating grapes, but this woman She gives me gas, so I'm not on the side of either. I'm not. Hey, I saw a woman or a dolphin hump a woman in Clearwater, Florida. That's what I'm saying. Hey, honey, what'd you do today? I had sex with a dolphin. Oh, okay. What? You did what? You say what? Yeah, some dolphin was humping me, so I just, you know, I don't know. I just opened it up and let it fly. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, go get them, Brittany. It's like the whole family's living off this guy. All right, uh, when we come back, when we come back, we, ladies and gentlemen, have Emma Jo Morris. Now, I don't know if you know Emma Jo, but she broke the original story on the laptop case with Hunter Biden. She's asking the same question I am. We find cocaine somewhere in the White House. We don't know, and law enforcement immediately came out and said, yeah, we don't don't know whose it is, and we'll never know whose it is, but we can find Saddam Hussein in a hole in the middle of the Middle East? Oh, it's a capacity, my eyes are burning. We'll be right back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Emma Jo uh, Morris is going to join us coming up here in a moment. But I got to tell you something. I think you all will agree with this. Man, it is nice, I'm sorry, here, to turn on ESPN in the morning and not see any of these guys, not see Stephen A. Smith, not see Greenberg, not see nobody. I got a little tennis going on right now, so I got some early morning bets. That's right. I got some early morning bets for you. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to lie. You know I love morning TV, and I think you do as well. All right, let's get into some other stuff, shall we? One of the things that is most interesting in the world that we live in is that baseball players understand baseball players, if you know what I mean. They really do. They understand one another. So, all right, Clayton Kershaw is not going to pitch in the All-Star game. He's not. He's not pitching not doing it. Well, Clayton Kershaw was replaced by a guy named David Bednar. David Bednar said, "Hey, wait a second here. I'm going to give you some beers." Yeah. Yeah, he left some beer in for Clayton Kershaw in the Dodgers dugout. There you go. Look, hey Clayton appreciate you not pitch appreciate you not going to the all-star game I'm sure David Benar has a well probably a pretty cool clause in his contract and that says look I'm gonna get 30 40 grand for making or 50 or 100 or 200 or 500 I don't know for making the all-star game and so this guy decided hey I'm gonna pay it forward I love a good paying it forward I do I think it's fantastic so good for him Baseball guys got it figured out. Like, I'm trying to figure out gifts for some friends of mine that are helping me with my golf tournament. And I'm not smart enough to come up with anything. Maybe Emma Jo Morris is. Emma Jo Morris is smart about everything. There's nothing she doesn't know. She broke the Hunter Biden laptop story. So let's get into this, Emma Jo Morris, you of the Hunter Biden hard drive. We can't find out who is doing coke in the White House but as you so adroitly said, we can find Saddam Hussein in a hole using a fan in the middle of the Middle East. What's going on here? And welcome to the show, by the way. Love having you on.
2: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I saw you. You retweeted that <laughs> that Pearl tweet from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, I tweeted, um, you know, I I find it amazing how we can find Saddam in a hole in the middle of an ad with a mini fan keeping him alive and uh and somehow we can't find the white house quote cocaine culprit um you know i don't know i don't know if anyone on this show believes that we actually can't find this i mean we can find a lot of things we can we can find american citizens all over the world and sometimes in hostage situations in the middle of nowhere and We can find enemies all over the world, sometimes in the middle of nowhere. We can spy in North Korea, but somehow we can't find out who brought blow into the White House library. (laughs) So I just find this story funny. I don't actually take it seriously. My take is actually a bit contrarian in that, A, I do not care that somebody in the White House is doing uh, coke. I just can't. I'm trying to care. I really am. I know that I'm supposed to care and I'm supposed to be mad and we're all supposed to be mad, but i can't um i don't think that um coke is not ubiquitous in washington i don't think that every staffer in that place is probably uh not on it um so i'm i'm not outraged morally by it um i just think that it's a clown show because we're all supposed to run around kind of waiting for the White House to get to the bottom of it. I obviously have my suspicions about who it could be, but I also have no idea because everyone in that town is doing coke.
0: (laughs) See, that's what I I said. If I worked for that crew, I'd be doing coke, and I've never done coke in my life. And I also said this. This isn't the first time, let's just say hypothetically, that Hunter Biden or a child of of a president... Children of presidents been whacked out for years. Wives of presidents been whacked out. Hell, they started a clinic after Betty Ford and all her stuff. I mean, this isn't really news, but it is funny to me.
2: Well, that's it. It's it's definitely not news, you know. And even like the Hunter stuff is like, I never dunked on him for his tastes and habits. I really never did. In fact, I always say I would love to party with Hunter Biden. You know, I wish that he didn't do such dubious things um, and sell out our country. And, you know, I wish he wasn't so corrupt. I wish he didn't do things that actually impact other people. But in terms of him burning himself out, like, I don't care. I do not care. And the fact that he's You know, maybe I don't want to I don't want to accuse him of anything. But the fact that he maybe, let's say, possibly or could be doing coke at the White House, it's like have fun. I don't know. I don't care.
0: You know, you know, I uh, (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you. I said on this show, I I like going out. I mean, I'm the guy going back to when I was in college, like it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm like, okay, where are we going next? I'm the guy that when I got divorced, I'm like, okay, where are we going? I'm in, i mean, I'm in, pick me. But I think Hunter Biden would be too much. I think parting with Hunter Biden would be a little too strong for me. I, I'd be like, yo, Hunter, that's a farm animal you're talking to over there. I can't be involved. I mean, I don't know if you're hallucinating, but I got to go home, guy. I don't think I could do it. I, I, don't, I don't think I could. I think it'd be too much. It would be like
2: that movie, The Hangover, you like wake up in Mike Tyson's bathtub with like a tiger.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Sounds awesome. Let's go back to this. Is it, is it, is it reasonable? Like you got, as my guy Aaron just said, you got the most fortified building in the world. If you were going to bring Coke into the White House, you, you've been to the White House, You've been a reporter, you've had access where others have. I'm sure you've been in the press secretary's office. That's a gutsy move. Like can people that work there just, you know, bring it in a bag? Don't they have security for this kind of stuff? Was my actual first thought. Don't they have cameras? Like,
2: I haven't actually been to the White House, but I have been in the same room oh. as, as the president. And it's like you get you get really packed down. Like you get really pat down, and there's metal detectors, and and it's not, and you have to take you know your bags off. They have to check your bags. They, like it's not you just like walk around and walk near presidents and and not have um, right. any screening for what's on you. So that's why it it makes me think less that it's a staffer and more that it's somebody staying there is because. Um, I, I would imagine that that the people coming in and out day to day are getting their pockets and their bags checked, um, whereas somebody who's maybe living there would have access to, more, probably more looser access to the building. Again, this is pure speculation because apparently, according to Politico, there we will never know. They cannot figure out... <laughs> <laughs> who it is, but I think that the fact that it was there in the first place um, seems like it would be somebody who has um, more more relaxed access to the building.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are two great mysteries in this world. Uh, who killed Jimmy Hoffa? And of course, who's doing blow in the library or the guest room or wherever the hell they're saying. That You know, hey, look. Uh, there are some things that just can't be explained. UFOs, we don't know.
2: Uh, <laughs> um, it's like a, there's been a game of clue going on all over Twitter.
0: Right, right. that's what I'm saying. Doctor Jill, like, the library <laughs>
2: with a bag of blow.
0: <laughs> let me, let, let, I mean, let me go this route with you because I, I don't know. I, 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 I see. In yesterday, I did this. I did a, I, I showed a speech that. Uh, Joe Biden gave, where he was going to do three things in this world. He was going to unite the country. He was bringing honor and dignity back. And these are his words, not mine. Uh, he was going to help the black community. Uh, let me ask you a question. Has he done any of that?
2: I love the honor and dignity. I love when these yeah. people like give you, we're going to make you feel good. <laughs> it's like, Weird. Um, But yeah, uh, I don't I definitely don't think that's probably fair to say. I mean, the black community, what does that even mean? You know, I love the Democrats because they talk in these like blanket racial terms, the black community. I mean, I live in Williamsburg and my neighbor up the street is a member of the black community, I suppose. I don't think of her that way because I just don't think like that. But she is. And she has absolutely nothing in common with members of the quote unquote black community ten miles deeper into Brooklyn and Brownsville, which is very tough. You know, So I don't really know what that means. Um, I guess he claims that appointing people like Kintanji Brown Jackson um, is is doing something for the quote unquote black community. Uh, but I wonder if you if you went to that community in Brooklyn, how much they would care about affirmative action hires in in washington um if you were to ask them versus i don't know the price of eggs which is like 10 bucks
0: see that's what i've said i said look uh i i get it you're, you're a politician but look i want gas prices down i never want to hear the word inflation uh which we do hear a lot now and you're too young but jimmy carter when i was a kid Man, my, we couldn't have we couldn't have McDonald's every other Friday. My parents were teachers. We couldn't have McDonald's every other Friday because the price uh, of everything was too high. I don't want gas lines, but damn, I don't think honor and dignity has really been brought back. I don't know. Maybe naked think, transgender folks running around the white.
2: Yeah. What does honor and dignity mean? Like, to me, actually, if you want, if you actually want to try to d- define that in terms of the capacity that Joe Biden would ever have control over in your day to day life, honor and dignity would probably be feeding your family things. And under Joe Biden's economy, it's very sad. And like, I'm not typically like, you know, I think that it's very sad and that it lacks honor and dignity to not be able to feed your family properly or to have to choose between food and gas on certain weeks or to have to buy buy things that that, you know, you wouldn't typically like, you know, to have to space out your buying because you can't afford both things. And there are reports that people are doing that. There are reports in California that people are doing that where they have to literally choose between gas and food. Is that honor and dignity? Like, you know, what you just said, where you, you know, parents are having to come to kids and saying, um, you know, we have to make tough decisions this month. And it's going to be passed a, a lot this month. And um, I don't, and I don't get like what honor and dignity in the black. It's like, can you stop? How about let's get the prices down? Like, that's the thing about all of this fluff nonsense is that it allows you to eschew responsibility for real topics.
0: I totally agree. Totally agree. Like, uh, do you I hear people say this all the time, and I'm curious your thoughts on this. Do you think that certain things are put in the media as a distraction for the real things that are going wrong?
2: 100 percent. Yes, of course. And And you see this because, you know, the Hunter Biden thing is a great example for me. Like to me, it was like such a black pill, to be honest, about how the media works. Because, you know, the way to think that we typically think about, you know, the liberal establishment media is they massage stories or they spin stories to be in their political favor. You know, so they'll present something like, like, you know, uh, they'll present something like illegal immigration and say, oh, you know, um, the republican the republican governor of texas is so immoral for using um illegal immigrants as or they'll say migrants as pawns you know as opposed to saying you know the border is being flooded and texas is at capacity so they're sending them around the country you know so they have framing but then they also another tool that they have that's much more powerful than the framing actually is omission for what they choose to just not cover And so they'll find this like dog and pony show to cover instead of covering the news. And you saw that in the most extreme sense with the Hunter Biden saga. And it's ongoing to this day where we'll have like these bombshell allegations that are coming out of Congress and coming out of these investigators um, from let's say these whistleblowers that are coming forward. There was a whistleblower that alleged a straight up $5 million bribe a few weeks ago. And you see that the amount of minutes that is used on on network news to cover that claim which is i don't know i'm just an editor but i think that's a that's a lead story you know and they they cover it for 30 seconds for 3 minutes and you see it's it's they put all of this stupidity in front of you in order to omit what the news is and that is a very powerful tool that the mainstream media has. And that's why alternative media must exist, right? It, you know, it's the reason why Breitbart was invented is because that that is the game and it has been the game since the 80s, since early, Rush Limbaugh would say earlier.
0: Well, then let me ask you this. Should the powers to be, the court system, the Department of Justice, Congress, should they not worry about that and trudge forward? Like, I feel like I feel like when we get a bombshell, wh- where's the investigation? Okay, the media is one thing, but where's the investigation? Where's the Department of Justice? Where's the Attorney General? Where's the prosecutor saying, "All right, we're going to sit down and we're going to figure this out"? Wh- wh- where, where are they? Regardless of what the media is covered, they certainly have power to do something.
2: Um, yeah, well, it's very strange. You I mean in terms of Hunter Biden, right?
0: Yes, yes, what you just talked, yes.
2: Yeah, it's uh, weird, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but I've seen that laptop, I've been covering this story for three years, day in and day out, I mean, there's obvious FARA violations, in my opinion. I mean, he's literally clearly a foreign agent. There's text messages between him and foreign entities where he's talking about lobbying the U.S. government on their behalf. He's not registered as one. He's not seen as a quote-unquote foreign agent on paper. And then there's also, apart from that, apart from the taking money from foreign entities and not declaring it um, on his taxes either, forget that's so also being covered fine. But, you know, he has these, he has like, prostitutes every single night like he can't find a charge for that what about the what about the photos of him you know doing doing drugs that anybody else in america would go to prison for a for a while let's say for just being in possession of let alone doing let alone distributing which i think he was doing too you see that there's company doing these drugs with him when he's doing them in some pictures you know there's there's low-level crimes there's mid-level crimes and then there's high-level crimes and Listen, I'm not in that grand jury, but I don't know. It's very strange.
0: <laughs> I, I, I. On a side note, and I'll let you go. Well, we got to talk about this. You um, know, KJP basically everybody's not acknowledging a granddaughter now. I, I don't mind that. I, I look, I, I don't care. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it, but I don't get my morality from. Uh, politicians I learned long long time ago I, I look I listen to my mom my dad whatever I'm not listening to politicians but he they do kind of preach to us the Biden's about family he's preached Joe has about all this stuff Father's Day you know but they don't even acknowledge what is the role of a press secretary because uh, that is my dream job to be the press secretary to the president it's always been my dream job. What is the role of a press secretary? Uh, Because KJP just says, I don't have anything for you on that. And it's not only that, but it's other stuff. What's the role here? It's tough.
2: You know, it's really tough. It's a really sad situation. I do not understand this. You know, I was was literally just thinking about this on my own time, which I really try not to do. And I hate that I even just admitted that in public. (laughs) I was thinking about, like, why didn't he just say like, it's my kid and I'm gonna like support the kid. He has to support the kid. And he knows that DNA testing exists where he would get nailed for it and have to. I was thinking that's my, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I can't even fathom it. And I can't fathom it. And, and you know, I think about my own relationship with my father growing up and it was, I was very close with him. I am very close with my father currently. And especially when I was a little kid like that little girl and I can't imagine why a man would, would A, not want that relationship and then B, be stupid enough to, to try to deny that relationship. It's like, I don't understand why you couldn't have been a, 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 an adult with like some sense of personal responsibility and some sense of responsibility for this human being that's here now. There's something you can do about it. Whether it was an accident or not doesn't matter now. And it's like, just say, yes, that's my daughter. And send her money. And I guess if you don't want to visit, if you want to be that person, then don't visit. But you're going to have to support her no matter what. Like, why are they making this into... There's almost like this Streisand effect with them trying so hard to ignore her when everybody knows that she definitely exists and is definitely his. Like, sometimes I just don't get it. I just don't... And this is one of those times where I just don't get it. I can actually wrap my head around the corruption and stuff because if you're, you know fueled by greed and and you you know all you're really myopic in your worldview and you think that you're the only thing that matters in the world in your own immediate surroundings. I can actually kind of get in your head on that. But this one is something that I just do not understand.
0: You use two words in there that I use all the time. Just be an adult. And, and, and just be a human being. Don't be a farm animal going around having kids everywhere. I got deer all over this place. They're always humping. Somebody's always doing something. Just don't be a wild ant. Don't be a farm animal. Be a human being and be an adult. It's I, not going to be your it's word it's against stunning. the mothers.
2: It's not going to be your right. word against mothers. It's going to be a DNA test. So why did you even
0: try that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I swear to God. Like a farm animal or somebody could do whatever. There's no DNA testing, right? This, you're going to have a test. It is going to say you are the father, she is the mother. The equation thus is this is your child,
2: period. And especially like, you know, London Roberts, by the way, the mother of this child was not just some random woman. This was not a one night stand at all. They had a relationship. She was actually on his payroll at one point. Like, obviously not really. Like, God knows what that arrangement was. But I, I mean to say that, like, she wasn't some random person that, that was just there one night and and she got pregnant. Um, this woman knows him. And obviously, if they... She knows exactly what his lifestyle is like. If she gets pregnant with him, she's obviously going to demand that he pay his child support. Obviously. Because, again, she knows exactly how he lives. And now she's saddled with this child and she what has to, has to feed her herself when this guy she knows is in business with God knows who. And it's like, and flying private everywhere. And, you know, the son of one of the most powerful politicians in America. It's like, obviously, she's going to ask for paternity and that's her right. And she's going to nail you on it being yours. And, and, and then at the end of the day, you just, you know, the New York Times just published this terrible, sad story about this little girl and says that she knows who he is and knows that um, he's her dad and knows that her grandfather is the president of the United States and and talks about them. It's the saddest thing.
0: That's incredible that's incredibly sad. I mean it's easy to make fun of Hunter Biden, but it's a sad situation for the woman it's and the kid. it's mostly the kid. Yeah. All right, Emma Jo, do you still have the la- You still have the hard drive? You still got it? Yes, I do. <laughs> Are
2: you going to make me show it I to the viewers that. like last time?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. We, we have it on tape that you already did. We'll just keep yeah. playing it. But it's awesome. I did, that's my favorite story coming out of two years doing this show is that, you know, Emma Jo Morris has Hunter Barton's high drive right in her apartment and no one's asking for it. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I don't understand the world. Thanks a lot. Time thanks time. for coming on.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> Th- thanks for uh, Emma Joe Morris, follow her on Twitter. She's a great follow, but she's right. How in the hell do we are we able to find Saddam Hussein with a little fan in a hole in the Middle East? But that damn cocaine user, and I tell you what else, I, it, it, the Supreme Court leaker, somebody. And I don't care if it's conservative. I don't care if they're if they're liberal. I don't care. But you got a, somebody that leaked. Sensitive information from the Supreme Court, we just can't find them. We can't find them. We cannot find them. Somebody put cocaine in their ass, and next thing you know, they went in the White House, started doing blow- Doing booty blow, and next thing you know, we can't find them either. It's just impossible. It's only the most fortified building in the world. It's only a building that should have cameras everywhere. Hell, a dog walks by my neighbor. My neighbor's house is back off the road, but his ring camera can see a dog in the middle of our cul-de-sac, and we can't find out who brought the blow in the White House. Yeah, okay. Here it is. Pull it. It plays Jingle Bells, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it does. Man. Man. And I don't even care if it's Hunter Biden's. I don't. I've told you this before. I don't get my morality from politicians. I don't. Well, Donald Trump's a pig. Of course he's a pig. He's a businessman that came up through the 70s and 80s. Doing blow, going to Studio 54, grabbing women by the hoo-ha. Are you kidding me? Are you insane? Of course he's a pig. The older guy, the older Bush, that guy. He had a mistress, supposedly, allegedly, for like 30-some years. Reagan married the best you-know-what giver in Hollywood. What are you talking about here? Come on. If you're going to get... What's his face? Uh, Bush Jr. He was doing blow all over Texas, and he became president. Clinton was stripping everything, you know. I mean, what are we doing? I don't care. I don't care about your morality. Only, only a newspaper would care about your morality if you were conservative. Other than that, I don't care. Do you seriously care about the morality of the president? I don't care. I don't care. Uh, John Buzzard things I don't understand how Cameron at the White House doesn't pick up who dropped the bag of drugs, why ESPN thinks I care about uh, where James Harden goes and why Nick Cannon thinks it's appealing to have a 1,000 kids. I love you, John Buzzard. Yeah, who's your daddy says that the United States has turned into the Maury Povich show. It has. So is our show. Our goal is to be like the Maury Povich show. <laughs> you know, Maury Povich was, was, is, I'm sure, married to Connie Chung. Chung, yeah, I liked Connie Chung. Connie Chung, I met her one time. She did an interview with Coach Knight. Coach Knight said something incredibly stupid that he tried to get him not to broadcast. They broadcasted it, and it was unbelievable. Oh, man, the CDC says men can chest feed. Even Lula over there lost her mind. Charlie Arnold, who's going to start her show in about a month here on the Outkick Network, she's going to join us, and I can't wait to get her take on Bill de Blasio. He's got a lesbian wife who's living with him, but they're seeing other people. We're going to see other people and we got to get into some sports because I like, hey, look, did you see Ella de la Cruz yesterday? <laughs> they checked his bat, they took the knob off and you know what he did? He went like 500 foot of yard yesterday. It's good stuff, we'll be right back. That's it, I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Charlie Arnold is going to have a great show. It's going to start up in uh, football season, a couple months, well, about six weeks, whatever. Whenever it starts, it's going to be awesome. Football season is getting here. We are after the 4th of July. All right, Charlie, I got to ask you a question. I I got to ask you a simple question. It's an easy question. It's not a difficult question. Do you get your morality from politicians? (laughs) No. Okay. It's a simple answer. Like, I'm sitting here listening to all this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I don't care what, you know, whatever. All right, here's another question. The CDC is endorsing chest feeding by men. Look, can women, what, 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 why, what? Wait,
3: are we saying men? Yes, by men,
0: I'm sorry, yes. Uh, Okay, (laughs) yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah. Because that's where like everything gets very cloudy, right? Like you just throw around like, you know, chest feeding men, women, and really like, no, we're still talking about the same thing. They're just dressing up while they're breastfeeding. Uh, so it's, I don't know. I, I, I just am baffled at the world we live in, but we all, it was amazing because, um, you know, the things that we talk about here, most people don't want to talk about because it is, you know, considered not politically correct or people don't want to be labeled as hateful. So they skirt their way around it. But, um, I interacted with a lot of people this past weekend who are not publicly on our side, but Oh boy, are they? Yeah. I had a lot of people who are singing my praises. So, uh, there's hope out there, Dan.
0: I, uh, I said this about Harvard. Like my stepdaughter went to Harvard. I got to know because she played softball, uh, all the girls and all the parents, the girls may be liberal, but man, the parents aren't, it's unbelievable. You know, it's like, I mean, if you've to wow. usually,
3: yeah, usually if you're sending your kids to Harvard, you're, you're probably, you know, have some sense in you that you're able to make that much money to make that happen. So.
0: Yeah, uh, Harvard's interesting. I mean, I never felt any kind of crazy liberal stuff and then I go and I read about it, but when your your, your my stepdaughter was there, oh, well, I love going there. I say my Harvard my Harvard experience was really fun. All right. Couple of things I gotta ask you. To your point, today on Gail King, I think Gail King does a show on CBS, they had a lady on yes. who would not even refer. They were talking about I don't know why they were talking about this. But this was a discussion, menstruation at like six in the morning, seven in the morning. And the lady from the health organization would not even refer to a woman as a woman. She was being referred to as a menstruator. Like what in the hell is going on with women? (laughs) Why are we so a menstruator? What?
3: If if anyone referred to me, Dan, as a menstruator, they're like, oh, hey, like you're you're a menstruator, right? I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, well, you're that it's your sex, you're a menstruator. I'm like, I would be so insulted. Um, but that's like there's <laughs> there's they're running out of they're running out of terminology because they here's, here's the problem, they themselves can't even get it straight. Like, you know, they're like, oh man, a woman, oh trans man, no way, is it a trans man or trans woman? Oh, is it is it she her? Is it he him? Is it they them? Is it like Furry buddy, who knows? I don't know. Like there's so many different terms that people are just now steered away from even using the terms men and women because the people, even that want to use them in this new, like politically correct sense, can't get it straight. So now they just refer to it as menstruator, uh, to make it easier on themselves, which is just getting more and more ridiculous. And I have a feeling it's gonna keep getting more ridiculous, but what an insult, right? It's just an insult now that like as a woman it's not even appropriate for me to be, to be referred to as a woman uh it's this we're seeing this in so many different instances i just you know women fought for you know civil rights hello they exist we've been fighting for them for years women have all these equal rights and privileges because of this courageous fight uh that many of our ancestors you know took on and went through and now we're just completely abolishing them for the sake of a few people not getting their feelings hurt so menstruator. Wow, that's a new one. <laughs> on Can tell Mark that on' standardized on testing?:
1: you
3: know <laughs> Yeah.
0: I'm going to start referring to me as a 60 year-old man, other 60 year- old <laughs> men will get this. I'm going to refer to myself as a urinator. That's all <laughs> I do. That's like the, <laughs> the entire day is like, man, I, I just I just <laughs> honest to God. I I don't get it. I I I don't get it. I will never get it. I won't. I don't get this. And maybe it's none of my business, but it is kind of funny to me. The former New York Mayor Bill De Blasio, and now he married an African American lesbian, so he did not have to worry about any of the, you know, boxes not being checked. But he and his wife uh, aren't divorcing, but they're going to quote see other people. I feel like this is a high school like getting ready to go to prom. Well, I'm not going to go to prom, but we'll see other people. I don't know. Uh, what do you make of this arrangement and live in the same house? What's going on here?
3: I mean, it literally just sounds like a reality show. I, I, all the things that we're talking about right now, Dan, whether it was the menstruator, Bill de Blasio and his lesbian wife, not divorcing, uh, but separating and continuing to live in the same house while they date other people, all of this is just, it's a reality show, right? This is a, this is a joke, <laughs> but it's not. This is our life. This is our world. These are our leaders. These are the people that we allow to make the rules in this country. Uh, It's I don't know, like it doesn't seem like a really feasible situation to me because my biggest question is you guys are living in the same house, which I imagine is a pretty nice house. And in New York, you know, it doesn't make sense to get two different places. It's too expensive. Um, So, like, what's going to happen? Are they going to bring home their their dates? Like, are they going to have double dates at night? Like where they all just hang and drink wine before going off to their separate bedrooms? Like, are we soundproofing these walls? I'm not sure. I just, I don't, I don't understand.
0: <laughs> Honest to God, you made a great point, though. You you did make a great point, And maybe I should reconsider the morality thing. Uh, these are the people that are making our rules. I've said this. I don't know if you agree or disagree. But I, I feel like we can do better in this country in terms of who we are. Who we uh, elect as leaders, I, I just feel that way. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong.
3: Well, I think I think that things have gotten really crazy, like especially in the past few years. But I just remember, like, you know, you'd have like the, you know, the the Christmas card or whatnot being sent from like, you know, your your neighbor who you know maybe was also the politician. But it's like, you know, very traditional sense of family and everything was nice. I mean, I know there were some secrets being probably kept under wraps in some of these these homes, but. I don't know. It just seems like no one now has any shame. Like there is no shame. It does not exist. The more out there you are, the more accepted it seems to be. It's like people welcome all of the ridiculousness and no one says a word about it. Like if I'm de Blasio and his wife, I would be, if we're getting a divorce, a like, we're not getting a divorce, but separating a that's like you know, not the most comfortable thing to share with the world, right? That's already the first thing where before you're like, okay, how can we keep this more private? We don't want everyone to know about it. Now it's not only like, Hey, not only are we not staying together, but we're both going to be dating women and we're going to be doing it under the same roof. And we're totally fine with that. And you should be too. And people are like, yeah, why not? I mean, it's just so weird. (laughs)
0: I agree. I I, I I agree. There's no dignity. There's no like, I don't know. It's almost like I, when I started reading this, the reason I'm bringing it up and I brought it up twice now is because I almost feel like people want this out there because it's 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 trending towards being normal. Like the normal family is trending towards being weird. And this weirdness is trending towards being normal. And I don't like
3: Yeah. I mean, you also when you look at all the numbers, I mean, just like the fertility rates, you know, the the uh, ages that people are waiting to have children, people are having less children. I mean, we're experiencing a, a population decline and it's pretty serious. I mean, it's being seen all over the world, too. So I just it's pretty scary because I don't see it going in the other direction either. Like, especially like, you know, all these women who are been taking birth control for years and years and years because big pharma has told them that they should take birth control. Um, I like was, I was on birth control for years and I'm so now looking back, I mean, I'm fine. I'm still going to be able to have my own kids, but I'm, a, I'm upset that a doctor, even in the first place told me I should be on birth control because really like, it's not that hard to not get pregnant as a woman. Like it's, you know, that's why you have like your, you know, your cycle, we're getting into like some really interesting menstruating conversations, but I feel like you brought it here in the first place, Dan. So. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Uh, Let's change the subject (laughs) to the most important thing. Uh, You are the queen of the UFC. Also, let me remind you it's it's really
3: early here in Vegas, Uh, so my brain is not completely. I
0: I understand. You are the queen of the UFC, lady. And you know all. We don't. We refer to you, Musk and Zuckerberg. I asked you last week. And I'm going to ask you every time you are on our show is it trending towards happening? Is it trending towards not happening? You mentioned Dana White last week; like he yeah. wants this to happen, it's going to happen. Where are we a week later?
3: Okay, so a did you see that the Italian government offered to let them fight in the Colosseum?
0: Uh oh. Uh oh, I lost you.
3: Oh, can you hear me Uh-oh. now? Is that better?
0: There I go. You said, okay, "Did cool. I see the what?"
3: Yeah, the Italian government offered to let them fight it, fight in Italy. Really, yeah, like that was like a couple really? weeks ago or maybe no. a week and a half ago, yeah, so like there's a there's this is a there's, the the world is setting the stage for this now, a and then b um you know saw that Mark Zuckerberg just launched his version of Twitter right yesterday
0: yes, yes, yes,
3: okay, so now is that there's the even real fight well, I was gonna say now like there's more on the line here, right? Like this is getting more personal. It's Elon Musk just paid. I, I don't know what did he pay for Twitter? Something. I mean, way above market value. Uh, but obviously, he has his reasons for 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 buying it, and and I, I respect his reasons for buying it. So I think it was worth every penny. Uh, but yeah, now Mark Zuckerberg has launched his own, and within twelve hours of of uh, going live, they already have over ten million users on Threads. So, um, yeah, I think this could be just like one more little angle in this fight, uh, between the two of them, like loser gives up their, (laughs) their conversational platform.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, before I let you go, I, I do, I do, I am fascinated by it because somebody told me, well, you know, the whole fight wasn't really going to be physical. It was going to be social media with Zuckerberg's new Twitter against Elon Musk, newly bought Twitter. Uh, the fight discussion was more of a metaphor. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, well, maybe, but it sure seemed like it was supposed to be physical. It sure, you know. And oh no, it's definitely way, going to be uh,
3: physical. It's a fight, it's a, it's a physical fight, but I'm just saying, yeah. you know, there's all these little facets yeah. being added and like, you know, little more details being sprinkled in ahead of time. So it's building uh, for it to be an even better fight. But I do believe, I still do yeah. believe it really could happen. I mean, as far as, I told you, Dana White talked to them. They're both very interested. It's not a joke. Um, but the training has to start somewhere for Elon Musk because Mark Zuckerberg is trained. I mean, he he, he trains just as a hobby. Um, you know, he's a jujitsu competitor. So if Elon Musk is serious about it, and Andrew Tate, did you see Andrew Tate offered to coach Elon Musk, which I think would be, oh my God, could you imagine Andrew Tate and Elon Musk yes. getting together to train against, this is, again, Dan, reality show. Is this the real world or are we just like, Is are we being punked right now? Because everything we're talking about seems so insane. But I do like this one. I, I like the, the potential uh, of this fight happening.
0: I love the potential of this fight happening. I originally thought, yeah, this is stupid. But the more I get into it, the more I'm like, I'm buying it. I'm buying yeah. the fight. Yeah, oh my God, unless, of you know, de- <laughs> Yeah. All right, Charlie, have a great time in Vegas. Have fun.
3: Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.
0: All right, there she is, Charlie Arnold. I look, I'm all in on this. I think it would be absolutely fascinating for these two guys to get in the ring, put their shorts on, and uh, get in the ring. Speaking of interactions, we have five great... Social media interactions. All right, so these are the Dan, these are the damn awards, the greatest social media interact. We've had a lot of fights. I've been in a lot of back and forth with people. All right, let's hit it. Number five, ladies and gentlemen, here it comes. Five great social media interactions coming up here. Uh, that two thousand you worked hard for is better than. 100K that was given to you for free. Yeah, it was. Uh, Don't ever give anyone advice again. I would say this one would go to don't ever give anyone any advice ever again. Uh, I get it. See, I'm not big on things like sayings. Like, you can only control your controllables. There's no I in team, but there is a me. I ain't big on it. I'm big on doing. I'm not big on watching. I'm big on doing. I'm big on action. I'm, big on, I'm not big on sayings. Sayings suck. Well, you know, that 2000 you worked for... No, I'm big on Reality. Give me the 100K and you take the 2000 that you used a jackhammer for and you feel good because you got all sweaty. Yeah, you do that. I'll take the 100K. Simple? I think so. Don't ever let T Goody underscore T Goody give you advice on anything ever again. What's next? (laughs) What's the worst thing a woman has done on a first day? She literally asked what was their most expensive drink. The waiter met my eyes and the bro code kicked in. He just kept, kept saying everything was out of stock. God bless him. Where he is now, I went back to give him a tip, but he declined. Yeah. But I will say this and maybe this is just me, but when I was part of the dating scene, quote, back in the day, even in high school, college, whenever I went on a date, I read the room. I pretty much figured out where we were going and what it was going to cost me. Now, you got to understand, when I was a kid, I always worked. I worked at the athlete's foot. I worked as a paper boy. I mowed lawns. I did odd jobs for money. My grandpa, hey, Danny, come on out here, clean my garage, and I'll give you five bucks. I was there. I'm just saying. So I never had money, money, but I never really had to go to my parents and say, hey, look, I need a hundred bucks, right? hundred bucks, my allowance when I first started was a quarter a week. My first job, I made $2 an hour, but it was untaxed. It was cash. So here's the deal. But when I went on a date, I always pretty much figured I didn't want to embarrass myself, so I brought more money than I was gonna need in case a woman did this, in case uh, that happened. And then when I got older and ended up getting divorced, uh, I I brought way too much money because, look, I'm not gonna look like a fool and I'm not going Dutch. So sack the hell up, King K. If you're going on a date, do yourself a favor Get some ass to you and bring enough money. And if a woman wants the, uh, I don't know, espresso martini, double vodka, extra neat, whatever. Be a big wheel. Be a wheel. Don't give the guy a look. -uh. Be a wheel. You don't have to be a wheel every night. But be a wheel one night. Bite a lobster. (laughs) What do we got next? Grown men really let a football match ruin their day. L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-O-O-O-O-O-L. Grown women let zodiac signs shape their future. Look, here's the You like what you like. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like what you like. Friend of mine on my old radio show told me that his wife is like 300 pounds. He goes, "Hey Danny, I like what I like." Yeah. So if you like football, basketball, baseball, soccer, hockey, whatever to the point where it's going to ruin your day, you like what you like. If you want a zodiac sign to determine, my ex-wife used to go to a lady out in the woods. She did. She would go to a lady out in the woods. She was like, uh, what do you call it? I don't know. A mentalist. She wasn't a Zodiac sign reader. She wasn't a card reader. She wasn't that. She was like a mentalist. And I gotta tell you, the lady was kind of spot on. She was. You like what you like. Like, I think I went one time and I'm like, yeah, this isn't for me. I, I, I believe in God. I don't necessarily believe in this, but hey tell my my then wife, you can't do it. Hey, you do what you do. You like what you like. You make your move and away you go. It's no big deal. Number two. I think that was the third. Number two, ladies and gentlemen, if you use facial recognition for anything, the government has your face. (laughs) Wait until you find out about driver's licenses. (laughs) See, this guy here I get what he's trying to say, okay, Slim Bahaming, but Slim's an idiot, right? I mean, Slim's stupid. This is a great segment, by the way, at least for me. I'm enjoying this. But Slim don't know what he don't know. See, Slim, here's the deal. And I get what you're saying. You're like, you know what? If you're going to open up TikTok and you're going to do it, you know, facial ID, then the Chinese government has your face And they can dive deeper into you, is what you're saying. Now, look, I think that I don't care. Like, you know what? I I, I guess until I get all my bank accounts cleaned out, then maybe I will care. But as I sit here right now, I honestly do not care even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Well, TikTok's for Chinese spies. All right, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, The price of bananas makes me mad. The price of eggs makes me mad. I don't know what to tell. They've got your face. Okay. All right. You got my face. I mean, I don't blame you for wanting all this, but you got my face. (laughs) It's not something that I sweat. It's not something that I even give a thought to. Uh, You know what? On On our Snapchat, we got, I don't know. I don't know. We got some face. You still got divorced. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I did. What can I tell you? I got divorced. Like 50% of the people in the world. I don't know. Hey, Dan, if per- if people have a facelift, will facial recognize you? Will facial recognition recognize you? I do I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, la- last one. Number one. Numero uno. Man, I can't read this one. This one's tough. James uh, Harrisack is mad at us, but I'll have to open up the, the uh, email on this one. I, I uh, Hold on. Hang on, caller. I love these. I do. People are mad because I don't get my morality from, uh, from politicians. I don't. I never have. You know what I want? I'll tell you the same thing all the time, and it'll piss you off. I want gas prices down. I want inflation never to be discussed, and I want the market up. If you can do that for me, I don't care whether you are a Republican. I don't care whether you are a Democrat. I don't give a rat's ass who you are. You do that for me, but now I go in, eggs are a million dollars, gas prices is over $3, and away we go. All right. Stay retired, Paul. You're a better commentator than fighter. Paul Felder. Does it make you feel good saying that? Now, would you say that to my face? Nope. You'd kick my ass. That's why I said it on Twitter. Fair enough, says Paul the fighter. That is the Internet Hall of Fame. Seriously. That right there, this discussion, is the Internet Hall of Fame. It is. That's good work, fellas. Thank you for that top five. Um... Anthony Edwards, this is for the YouTube chat. Anthony Edwards is a really good player getting ready to sign for $200 million. Anthony Edwards plays for the Timberwolves. All right. Anthony Edwards said, yeah, well, there ain't no random woman getting any of my cash. That's in reference to baby mama drama, Zion Williams. That's in reference to, hey. Zion, as my grandfather, the great John Wersbush said, keep your pecker in your pants and quit giving random women zillions of dollars. See, the Anthony Edwards is a guy that I can get behind. Not the guy from Revenge of the Nerds, although he was good. Anthony Edwards of the Timberwolves is saying, hey, ladies, you gonna, you ain't tricking me. You ain't getting my green. You may get uh, what's his face is green? You may get baby mama drama's green. you may get some of these other clowns in the NBA's green. Uh, you may get their bag, but you ain't getting this bag now. Here's the deal. We all understand this. A PP has no conscience, and booze adds to that. So while I think and I hope that Edwards is smart enough to uh, abide by, you know. That mantra of no women are getting my cash, uh it becomes a bit prob problematic when Hoochie Girl says, Well, you know, you looking fine, baby. How you doing? How you doing, baby? Yeah. It, it, yeah, baby, you looking good, dog. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. And next thing you know, you've had a couple pops. The dude is going to earn more than twenty million dollars. He has one single message for women: it ain't going to come from me. Yeah, yeah. All you females who think you' going to come up off a n-word from signing a contract, she the only one. I don't know what all. This, I don't know what this. Uh, I don't know what this is, what he said there. Seriously, I, I don't, I mean, what what, what, what does this mean? Uh, all you females who think, okay, all you women who think you're gonna come up off a N-word from signing a contract, she the only one. Okay, he's with his girlfriend. I mean, let me decipher this. He's with his girlfriend and his dog laying in bed. So he's saying, all of you females who think you are going to uh, get money off of me because I got a new contract, please understand that she, this lady here, or the dog maybe, I don't know, is the only one. I speak, John. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. welcome back. I did. I just broke it down for you. Anthony Edwards is not allowing random hoochie girls to get into his pants or into his pocket. And we salute you, Anthony Edwards. We do. We salute you because, well, you know what? You're different. All these NBA and NFL guys are just wagging it, just throwing it around. And next thing you know, they look like suckers because, well, they are suckers. Yeah, I mean, look, you're a sucker if you're throwing it around to the point where you got to pay 50 grand a month to some woman that you met somewhere in some club. Yeah, it's silly. It's stupid. I don't like it. Nah, I don't like it. I don't like it even a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, nothing. Zip, zero, zip. All right, let's get into a couple of things here. Yes, I know Wimbledon is on and I am going to bet it. And I will let you know at the end of the day, how my bets go, but I got to talk about DoorDash. Those of you that know me, you understand that a couple years ago, on uh, it was uh, Ohio State, Purdue, and then Texas. I lost my mind. I lost money first day of the NCAA tournament. I was doing a show from World of Beer. My buddies came over. It was the first year that they had uh, legalized gambling in the state of Indiana. It was the first time, and I'm like, this is great. So we're having lunch. I'm doing my show. It's 3 o'clock. It's over. Now I'm going to have a beer. We're going to watch the game. Lee's sitting there. We're having a great time, and I'm betting, and Ohio State loses. All right. I go, and I watch the Purdue game. I go home. I watch the Purdue game. I start live betting Purdue, knowing that they're going to beat the Mean Green of North Texas State. They lose. All right. I'm making it all back. Abilene Christian, Texas, in the middle of the game. All right. Everything is coming back. Here's what happens. Texas doesn't get a rebound. Next thing you know, boom, I lose that one. Four grand one day, too much. I didn't like it. It wasn't above my means, but it's a terrible day, and I felt guilty. I wake up, middle of the night, 5 a.m., actually, and I tell Lee, I got to get a job. She's like, you got a job. You got two jobs, radio show. Uh, No, I got to get a job. I got to get a job. So I started looking around. I went to the hardware store here and applied for a job. They called me. They go, Dan, greatest resume we've ever had. Apply for a $12 an hour job. I got to no. know. My stepson says, hey, look, you got a DoorDash or Uber Eats. I looked into it. I'm like, you're right. I do. I like being in the car by myself. I love it, actually. It's one of my favorite things to do. Turn the music on. So I started DoorDashing. And then I liked it. So I continued DoorDashing. All right. I gotta tell you, uh, long story short, here's the deal. Door dashing is simple. You sign up, you get yourself an account, you say, press click, dash now, and they send you, hey, go to La Hacienda, eight bucks. You know the amount of money before you go, but here's the deal, here's what happened the other day. Let's go to a Door Dasher. That is pissed off because he only got a five dollar tip on a twenty dollar pizza order. Let's go to the video. Hi. Hello. Come here, Max. Max. There you go.
2: Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I just want to say it's a nice house for a five dollar
0: tip. You're welcome. Fuck you. That guy is a complete jackass. Now, the woman's a jackass, too, and I'll tell you why in a second. But the guy is a complete jackass. You sign up. You don't have to do it. And a $5 tip on a $20 order is pretty good. No, it really is. And that guy's an entitled little effeminate male punk jackass without question. No questioning about it. And in my world, the DoorDashers Union, we should throw them out. But I'm going to tell you why the woman is a jackass, too. Guy comes to your house to deliver food. He shouldn't have to deal with a dog. He shouldn't have to deal with your little scrunchie or your little fur baby or whatever. No, he should not have to deal with that. That's total crap. That's complete and utter crap. Now, the guy's a jerk. And the guy's a punk. And the guy said it, I wonder if he would have said it if the dude came to the house. And he said it while he's walking away. Nice house for a $5 tip. Because somebody has a nice house, that means they're supposed to do what? Tip 50%? Uh uh-uh. uh. And the guy, no, door dashing works very simple. It tells you how far and it tells you the amount. Period. You don't wanna go that far? Don't go. You don't wanna go that far for that money? Don't go. You don't want to go for the money. Don't go. Don't take it. There's others coming. But that guy is a punk. That guy should be black. And the other reason that that family sucks, now jumping over to the family, is not only are they letting a dog out, but they're taking their ring, their little private thing, and they're putting it out on the Internet. Let me explain something to you. You wouldn't do that if it was embarrassing to your family. Like, text messages, 911 calls, and ring videos suck although we like it. I'm not mad at it. I'm really not, but I got to tell you in the door dashing world of which I am a part, uh, up until a while ago, until I got bored, I was door dashing every week to make 25 bucks. And I would send it to my bikes program. It would really be like two dashes. It'd be like six o'clock at night. Lee was making dinner. This was up until about a month ago. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. I'm going to go door dash. So I don't nibble on the food And I would go usually over here to La Hacienda or Greek's Pizza, two dashes, and I was home. But that violated the door-dashing etiquette. It did. It did. Uh, Here's a shocker. File this one under. You Never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to do what? That's right. F things up. Yeah, I said it. I meant it. I don't regret it. Even the governor. My Yunkin, Governor Yunkin of Virginia is blasting Joe Biden. Why is he blasting Joe Biden? Well, he's blasting Joe Biden because math and reading scores in this country are so freaking bad. Now, I don't blame Joe Biden. And if you talk to teachers, if you talk to principals, if you talk to administrators, this goes back to the idiotic George W. Bush, no child left behind. The idiotic no child left behind has crushed our education. It has crushed it. The vast majority of Americans view Joe Biden was, has not been the education president. Well, absolutely crushed it. And here's why. Why are we worried about some kid who doesn't want to show up at school? You want to show up at school? Go to trade school. Go to jail. I don't care. Why aren't we raising the bar? Instead, No Child Left Behind lowered the bar. And talk to any administrator during the time. They'll tell you, this isn't me. We're worrying about the lowest common denominator instead of setting a bar for education that if you don't meet, that's on. You deal with it. It's a free country. It's really amazing. No, it's astounding, really. And the deal is simple. Raise the bar. Joe Biden's not raised the bar on anything. What's Joe Biden raised the bar on? Has he raised the bar on dignity? Of course not. Has he raised the bar on honor? Of course not. Has he raised the bar on the economy? Of course, nothing. Nothing Joe Biden's done has ever raised the bar. So we shouldn't be surprised when Joe Biden decides that he, or when this guy Youngkin decides Joe Biden's not the education president. Really? What is Joe Biden the president of? I actually have people, people, That believe Joe Biden's pretty good. All right. That's fine. But whether he is the uh, education president, I don't think anybody expected that out of him. I don't think anybody has literally expected anything out of him. All right. I talked about a guy named Eli De La Cruz. Of the Reds. I love L.A. De La Cruz because he's fun to watch. He hustles. He's got immense talent. He's got a little showmanship to him. He declined going to Home Run Derby because he is committed to his team. Yeah, I don't like it. No, I don't like it. See, Maguire and Sosa went to Home Run Derby when they were the biggest things in baseball. Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins went in the slam dunk contest because they knew it was going to help basketball. Yeah, I don't like anything about De La Cruz not playing or participating in the home run derby. He's a popular guy. He'll never be more popular. He should participate to help grow the game of baseball, to help the entertainment value of baseball. But having said that, last night, De La Cruz had his bat checked. De La Cruz had his bat check because there was a knob on it that used to be legal. Now it's illegal. They took the knob off, so De La Cruz hit a 490,000-foot home run. He pranced around the bases because that's what you do now. Davey Martinez, the manager for the Nationals, did not like the antics. My smart aleck self says to Davey Martinez, what do you think, Ryan Sandberg liked your antics? when you were allegedly stooping his wife when you were teammates? Yeah, I don't forget, people. That's right. I don't forget. It's all locked in this bald-headed, size eight head. Yeah. And it's all alleged. I don't know. But Dave Martinez doesn't like antics? Child, please. Hey, I'm sure Sandberg didn't like your antics when you were saddling over to the Sandberg house, giving it to Mrs. Sandberg, I'm just saying. Am I right? I don't know. Am I wrong? I don't know. But that was always the rumor. So when Davey Martinez starts spouting it out, ha, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it a bit. I get it, and the YouTube chat is probably right. He doesn't want to mess up his swing. If I were him, I'd say, look, I haven't earned it. I've only been in the big leagues for a little bit. I haven't earned it. When I earn it, I'll be there. But right now, there are other guys that earn it. I don't know. An Islamic leader challenged Jen Saki's claim that Muslim par- parents are manipulated by the GOP, the Republicans. Now, here's the deal. I think that people like Saki or Jamal Hill have run out of white people to blame. I do. I think they're done with white people. I think they've had enough. Like, we can only blame white supremacy uh, on white people, and nobody's listening to us anymore. So, Jamel Hill, what'd she do? She went out and blamed white supremacy on Asians. All right? Okay. So, Jen Psaki is blaming Muslims. She's blaming Muslims for not buying into the gender identity. Nobody buys into the gender ideology. There isn't a single person that has a brain that buys into men becoming women and women becoming men, and we're all supposed to be, like, you know, shut up about it. Everybody, nobody cares. I don't care if you become a woman. Just don't throw it in my kid's face. I don't care if you become a man. Don't throw it in my grandkids' face. Don't care a bit. It's not on Muslims to embrace it. It's not on GOP or Democrats. It's not on men. It's not on anybody to embrace it. It's your thing, baby. Do your thing. What's the next tweet? But anyway, we're all supposed to sit there. We're all supposed to go, okay. And now it's not just white people. Now it's Muslims. Okay. I don't know. I mean, hey, Jamel Hill is now blaming Asians. She's, bl- <laughs> but in my personal opinion, Ms. Saki is, uh, is incorrect about everything, particularly her claim that the right is manipulating Muslims. Now, how insulting is that? Muslim Americans are not political puppets. Most of us are independent thinkers who could care less what the political right or political left want us to think, whether the issue is police brutality, immigration right, Palestine, or other issues that Muslims might have been vocal about. Most of us are speaking up for what we think is right, for the sake of God's pleasure, not at the earth. Second, the Muslim parents who have addressed public school issues are not going after anyone. Most parents are respectfully standing up for their own rights and the rights of their children without denigrating anyone. See, that's where these clowns, and I, I, I'm just shocked that somebody can still defend these people. That's what these clowns get off doing. You're going at us. You're hate speaking. Shut up. I was going at anybody. No one's going at a soul. Opposing, giving an opposite opinion is not going at. It's simply opposing and giving an opposite opinion. That's what makes it so impossible in the workplace. You get some little girl working in some office and you say, hey, I didn't think this was right. Oh, God. Or you get some effeminate male working in some office and you're like, hey, Jimmy, this ain't right. Oh, my God, you you brutalized me. Oh, God, you're coming at me. Oh, God, you're disrespectful. Oh, God, I'm going to HR. That's the world we live in. It's stupid. That's why I like the crew that I'm with. Just a bunch of real dudes and real women getting a show on the air. That's what we do. That's why I love Outkit. Oh, man, you go to ESPN and you walk the halls of ESPN, it's a combination. It is. It's a combination, college and church. It's a college because you got all kind of people. It's a big campus, like 14 buildings, guys, girls, different ages. It's, It's a college. But but everybody, particularly white middle-aged guys, I don't even look at people my last year going, I'd be like, hey, how you doing? Uh, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Because you just knew, oh, he looked at me suggestively. I Hey, look, I went to Bridgewater yesterday and I worked out. Whenever I go to Old Oakland or wherever I go, L.A. Fitness, or wherever I go to work out, man, I don't even look around. I just put my head here. Because, you know, the latest thing, of course, is look at this voyeur. I mean, some woman wears a spandex down to here with her things out like this. Don't look at me. Okay. (laughs) He's staring at me. Yeah, all right. Hey, I get it. Okay, my bad. I don't know. Yeah, so you got to be very careful. Coming at me. Coming at me. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, Jimmy Cordero is apparently a pitcher for the Yankees. Jimmy Cordero uh, apparently had a problem. Jimmy Cordero had a domestic violence case, I guess. Jimmy Cordero has been suspended for the rest of the league by Major League Baseball. Good for Major League Baseball. What would it take? For like Joe Biden to get suspended for the rest of the year. You see it right there. Amazing baseball announced reliever Jimmy Cadera has accepted suspension for the remainder of the year under the domestic violence, sexual assault and child abuse policy. Isn't it amazing you got to have one of those? Isn't it seriously amazing? It's amazing you got to have one of those. It really is amazing. You know, you got to have a policy for these clowns. I guess, you know what, I guess probably we've already always had a policy. I suppose it's good because Major League Baseball, having a policy allows women to step up. I think of Addison Russell. Addison Russell was shortstop with the Cubs when the Cubs were rolling, right? It was Russell and Baez and Brian and Rizzo. The next thing you know, a lot of really horrible stuff came out about Addison Russell from his wife, and it wasn't good. Now, you haven't seen Addison Russell since. Now, this guy Cordero, you know what? I've always said this about domestic violence. What do you do after? Like, what's your move? Boom, you slap a woman. Boom, you punch your kid. Boom, you hit your girlfriend. Boom, you, what What do you do then? What's your move? I'm really sorry. I'll never do it again. What? What, what is your move? Like, I don't get it. I've never gotten like, I've always said to my players, lock yourself in the bathroom, put your hands in your pockets, turn your back, do whatever you've got to do to eradicate yourself from the situation. Don't hold her back. Don't Just put your hands in your pockets and try to get yourself in a room and lock the door. I mean, that's all you can do. There's nothing else you can do. But when you do, you know... When you are the instigator, as this guy was, you deserve to be suspended for a year, period. Period. I don't want to hear it. Period. Cam Smith's a great golfer. And Cam Smith said keyboard keyboard warriors made his decision to join the live golf tour more difficult following his win at St. Andrews. I wish he hadn't said this. I'm a big fan of Cam Smith. He's just got a ridiculous look. Stupid mustache, mullet flying, but he's gutsy as hell playing golf. He's fun to watch. He's tough as hell. You wouldn't want to play poker against him. You wouldn't want to bet anything against him because he'll smoke you. I wish he hadn't given these people that much credit. I wish that he would have said, yeah, you know what, people coming at me for joining the Live Tour, that made it so much easier. Because I knew if idiots didn't like me, then I knew I was doing the right thing. That's my take on the Indy Star and Dana and, of course, Doyle. If a if a disgusting human being like Greg Doyle doesn't like the way I live my life, then I'm doing pretty good. If a dumbass liar like Dana Bembao Hunzaker or however she says her name doesn't like me, then I'm doing great. That's what I wish Cam Smith would have said. I wished he would say that. But he gave these people power. He gave these people credit. And that ain't, don't do that. Don't do that. Live by the mirror. Not L-I-V, L-I-V-E, by the mirror. Serious business. Live by the mirror. If you know you're doing the right stuff, just understand. Bad people are always going to come for you. It ain't going to stop. They always will. So there you go. All right, we are woken. We are doping. I call it the orangutan dance. I got that old man look about me. I used to have a good looking fighter look. Now I got the old man look. Not happy about it. Not happy at all about it. All right. Who are we walking and doping on, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages? Look at that. Look at that. How many different jokes, memes, whatever, have you seen... Relative to the president of the United States, his son, and the coca plant in the White House. I saw one the other day of Joe Biden taking a snort with mounds of coke all over the side. I thought it was great. Well, it's the president. This is the president, remember. This is the president that is bringing honor and dignity back to the White House. This is the president that we are all supposed to follow. Uh, the quote, black community, we're all supposed to follow. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Because this president knows, baby. This president is our guy. But there's cocaine in the White House, and we don't know whose it is. Son of a biscuit maker. We don't know whose it is. We got to get to the bottom of this, unless, of course, it's Hunter. How is my shoulder hurting today? I lifted yesterday. I can't even lift it up. All right, who's next? Uh, just sweep it up. I, I, oh boy, if no mentally ill, disturbed person should have an assault rifle, should we have a mentally ill president have an army? That's a great question. If no mentally disturbed person should have an assault weapon, should a mentally ill president have an army? I like it. Hunter the Snowman. I like it. No Fun League. No Fun League Sports Channel came up with that on the YouTube chat. Not me. Of course he shouldn't have an army. This guy shouldn't have breakfast without a tube. This guy shouldn't have nothing. Give this guy an army? Give this guy nuclear codes? Give this guy control of our economy? Give this guy control over World War Three. Can you imagine? I'm going to go you guys, not you guys, you guys, but I'm going to go the liberals. Imagine if this was Trump. Could you imagine if all this happened under Trump? Holy hell. CNN's ratings would be through the roof. They'd be calling for death. Death penalty treason, but this idiot gets off scot-free. Not on our show, he doesn't. Not on our show. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Oh, man. Rudy the Boxer says, hey. Is there a lost and found in the White House asking for a friend? <sighs> oh. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Jamel Hill's ran out of white people to blame. He's ran out of white women, white men, middle-aged men, young. Men. He's right now it's the Asians that are causing all the problems. I got a headache. What's next? Oh man, this is good. Are you the ice cream guy? No. Uh, no. Hi, Kevin. What flavors you got today? No, sir, Mr. President. I'm Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House. And I get. are you the ice cream guy? Hey, Dan, Edward Briggs asked me, what's the big guy's cut on the Coke? How do we know that it wasn't the big guys? Let me ask you a question. How do you think the big guy gets up for these speeches that he does? I mean, on a day-to-day basis, my man is a mess. On a day-to-day basis, this guy is insane. Right? He doesn't know where he is. He can't pick his feet up. He's walking around. He's got the big, glassy, ridiculous, vacant eyes. And next thing you know, we're all supposed to sit there and go, hey, it's not his Coke? I think it might be the president's Coke. Who's to say it's not? Let me ask you a question. How can it not be Hunter Biden's Coke? You think somebody just walks into that White House with Coke up their backside Or in a bag. Are you cray cray? Don't be cray cray with me. Are you the ice cream guy? That's my old man move. See, you get older, you get stiff. You know what I mean? Like you're stiff. You got to stay loose. You got to stay lucid. You got to take vitamins. You got to take pills. I think a stack of pills this high. You got to keep it moving. Hey, tomorrow on the show, Tommy Lyron's going to join us. We're going to talk about her interview with the governor, Ron DeSantis. Yeah. And my friend Hammer Time, Jason Allen Hammer, is going to join us. And I'm really looking forward to it. I got to tell you, the YouTube chat was a pumping today. It was. We had a good audience today. We had fun people today. Good peeps. Good peeps today. Hey, do me a favor. All you guys on the YouTube chat that have a Twitter account or a Facebook account, retweet our show. gonna see if we can get this one to 20,000 by the end of the day. Yeah. Outkick is rolling. Why? Because we say things everybody else is afraid to say. All right. Have a wonderful day, everybody. If you got storms, stay safe. We had storms. I got to go pick up. A bunch of stuff outside, man. We had stuff flying last night. We did. We had things hopping. We had things hopping and bopping. My boy, BP, Brandon Parton, thanks for watching. If you are a college coach, you better recruit Jackson Parton. you are getting a great player and a better person and a great family. Have a wonderful afternoon, everybody. See you.